About a year after the terrorist attacks of September the 11th, 2001, Bishop Kenneth Angel of the Diocese of Burlington, Vermont, and formerly of the Diocese of Providence, wrote the following lines in a magazine article. The bishop said, The Lord says that we have to love him first and foremost, but we have to love our brothers and sisters as well, including the people who committed this terrible act. Acts of terrorism are evil, but we have to love those who committed this evil, and that is hard to do. I suppose I preached that my entire priesthood, and I tried to live it, but when it comes to something like this, it's difficult. Yet we know that this is what the Lord wants of us. We have to forgive those that perpetrated this terrible violence against our country. We have to say, Lord, they know not what they do, and so we forgive them. I should tell you that Bishop Angel's brother, David, and his sister-in-law, Lynn, were among those killed on American Airlines Flight 11. It's one of the two planes that hit the World Trade Center, which means he wrote these words about a situation that had affected his life on a personal level. He was not just offering some pious advice for the rest of us to follow Peter said to Jesus in today's gospel text from Matthew 18, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Peter obviously thought he was being generous. See, Lord, I'm willing to forgive seven times. Jesus answered him and said, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times, which in today's terminology means as often as necessary. Forgiveness, unfortunately, is a much misunderstood concept. Some think that forgiveness means that we have to condone whatever evil was done to us. Other people think it means that we're supposed to pretend nothing bad ever happened in the first place. Still others believe that if we forgive, we have to automatically dispense with justice. So if we forgive a known terrorist who's on the loose, like Osama bin Laden was for so many years, we should stop trying to find him let him go free. And finally, there are some who believe that forgiveness is always a once-and-for-all decision. Wrong, 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 and wrong. Although the people in the last group have it half right, forgiveness is a decision. Forgiveness is an act of the will. It's not an emotion. And in some cases, it has to be a daily or even an hourly decision, once is not enough. But exactly why should we do it? Why should we make this difficult choice in our lives to forgive one another? I'm glad you asked. I'll give you today's 10 short reasons why, why we should forgive. You may be able to think of others, but these are the ones that came to me in preparing for this homily. Reason number one why we should forgive. We should forgive because of how much we have been forgiven. You know, many people have an unne unrealistic assessment of themselves. They think they're God's gift to the world because they're not like all those bad folks out there, you know, in the world. Consequently, they don't have a true sense of how much God has forgiven them in their lives. They take his mercy for granted. And that was precisely the problem with the unmerciful servant in today's gospel parable, was it not? 
This guy had no sense of how much he had been forgiven. Thus, he wasn't able to show mercy to his fellow servant who owed him a much smaller amount than he owed the master. Reason number two why we should forgive. We should forgive because of how much the Lord will forgive us. Our God is ready and willing and able to forgive every sin, including the ones we haven't committed yet. Reason number three, we should forgive because if we don't, we will not be forgiven and we risk eternal damnation. Aside from being sorry for our sins, this seems to be the one condition the Lord puts on our receiving pardon. In today's first reading from Sirach, we're told that the Lord remembers the sins of the vengeful in detail. And Jesus said explicitly at one point in his ministry, if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you. That should be reason enough to forgive. Reason number four, we should forgive because Jesus did. He went so far as to forgive his murderers while he was in the process of being murdered by them. As Christians, we say we want to imitate Jesus, do we not? Well, this is a great opportunity to do that on a daily basis by forgiving others. Reason number five, we should forgive because if we don't, the torturers will come. In this parable, it says that the unforgiving servant was turned over to the torturers. I heard one commentator say that the modern-day torturers are things like anger, resentment, bitterness, depression. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Unforgiveness ultimately makes us miserable. Reason number six, we should forgive because our loved ones will have to bear the consequences of our unforgiveness. It should be obvious if we're filled with anger and resentment and bitterness and the like, we're going to take it out on the people we love the most, our family and our close friends. It almost always happens that way. I'm going to be a terrible person to live with and work with, recreate with. Reason number seven, we should forgive because it contributes to our own sanctification and can bring other people to conversion. When Charlie Osborne was a Catholic lay evangelist in Florida, when Charlie forgave the man who had molested his children, the molester had a conversion and returned to the church in the sacraments before he died. And in the process, Charlie became a different man. He grew closer to the Lord, stronger in his faith, became the evangelist that he is today. Reason number eight, we should forgive because it frees us to move on with our life. Unforgiveness traps us in the past, keeps us focused on the evil that happened to us way back when, which can keep us from doing God's will in the present moment, moving forward with our life. Number nine, we should forgive because there can be negative physical consequences as well as spiritual and emotional consequences to unforgiveness. Sirach says here, could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? I've known people, many people, who've been experienced physical healings after they made the decision to forgive, the hard decision to forgive someone in their life. 
Their unforgiveness was making them sick, literally sick. And finally, number 10, we should forgive others because it's very good practice for forgiving ourselves. Some of us may have difficulty forgiving ourselves for things we've done in the past, even after we've taken those matters to confession. Well, if we develop the habit of forgiving sinners out there who hurt us every day, maybe it will become a little easier for us to forgive the sinner that we see in the mirror every morning. So there they are, my 10 good reasons to forgive. Of course, the real question is, are those 10 reasons good enough for you? I pray that they are, and that they will motivate each of us each and every day to respond to God's grace by truly forgiving others, even our enemies.